0: In the reset race, you now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You're listening to reset race, you now tuned in the reset race. Put, em the them. put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, <laughs> back on the grill again. Listening to reset race, ADOS need reparations to make America great. America great. Uh, you're tuned in the reset race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No, you're listening to reset race. Before we focused on our justice claim. We know what is at stake. Uh. You're tuned in to Reset Race. You'll find out we really thought justice and really who fake. On the edge, go back to U.S. Southern plantations. Penny is Jim Crow and mass incarceration. Red and lynchings, we are old from this nation. You're not about justice if you ain't for reparations. IMG the wise one, cousin mother intellectuals. Samantha bringing fire, anti-black repressing you. No permanent friends and no permanent enemies. The backbone of the country, the way you need our energy. Go on, sit, listening the Reset Race you now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You're listening the reset race. you now tuned in the reset race. Uh. Put 'em back on the grill again. We grilling them. put Put 'em back on the grill again. We grilling them. put Put 'em back on the grill again. We grilling them. <laughs> back on the grill again. We grilling them. up. Uh you listening to reset race. Eidles need reparations to make America make great. great. Uh, you tuned in the reset race. We no longer starve while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to reset race. We focused on our justice plan. We know what is at stake. You uh, tuned in the reset race. You'll find out we really about justice and really who we you, uh, uh, uh. uh All
1: right, let's rock it out. So today we are going to talk about the Federal Jobs Guarantee. And I think I also want to talk about different ways of doing, because there are different ways of doing that, right? Because I know you talked about nationalizing, so I'd like to talk about that today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, just so people can start to understand, because this is one of those things that, you know, reparations is first for us over here at, Rep- at Reset Race. But we do understand, like, if we're talking about, you know, universal policies that are going to help all Americans, the federal jobs guarantee Outside of housing as a human right, those are probably the top two that'll elevate Black Americans on a real level, like where we'll be like good, like stable. Because mm-hmm. if you have a roof and you got a job, you, you know, you're headed in the right direction. So um, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Sam, AKA The Khaleesi um yeah i'm glad to be here and you can find me on social media at me 17 trillion but we're doing a lot of recording these days so i think you're really gonna have to find me here on youtube and i think i'm gonna be starting a twitch soon so y'all might be able to catch me over there all right next up we're gonna go guests doc
2: hello i'm doc Uh, my main show is um uh, supernova earth and we just restarted that i think i'm on season three of supernova earth now uh, I'm happy to do it, and also work on the Marine and the Hippie. Uh, Love the Marine I, and the I am, Hippie. I am, I am the Marine, <laughs> and uh, surprisingly, I'm actually sometimes I'm actually more of a hippie than the hippie is. That's funny. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that happened like that, but I mean, he's pretty serious about vaccine mandates, and and you know, I can't be bothered a lot of time with him, so. But at any rate, and also I do uh, co-conspirators corner occasionally, and I'm happy to do as a guest. It's actually kind of it's actually now
1: called out. the John Brown Leftists.
2: Oh, the John Brown Leftists. Yeah. Should, uh, man, maybe I should be on that more often. But you know, I, I get on it when I can, and and uh, so uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here too. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Doc, we absolutely appreciate that you come when you do, and I gotta tell everybody over there, like I just want people to show up when they can, because everybody has families and lives, and you know it's volunteered, ain't nobody getting paid, and we're just happy that you're, you know, willing to give the extra information that you have to us and also share it with our audience, because we need it, because you know people keep talking about a revolution, but nobody know how to plan one. All right, next up, Ng.
3: What's up, family? This is uh, Michael Graham of Actify Press and Reset Race, uh, and you can find my writing on Actify Press. And you can find me on uh, on Twitter at @actifymg_rr, and also you can find me in the YouTube comments. Don't act up; we'll get you. All right, that's it.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Mud.
4: Yeah, they call me Mud. Uh, you can find me on all of my social media, which is uh, at oflineage. That's Twitter, Instagram. In Clubhouse. Um Bitter dose TV is still kicking. Um yeah, let's get to it. All right. All
1: right, I had to get my water before we get too good in this. Okay, so doc I'ma start. I'ma start with the basics. Doc, what is a federal jobs guarantee?
2: Well, federal jobs guarantee is what it's what it says. It's a guarantee that you will, if you are probably a citizen, I guess, have have uh, access to a job that means that people can't Steve be you know, has
1: actually said that it should just be every resident has access to a job we might need to discuss that
2: that might be something to discuss i, I you know i'd be supportive of extending benefits out to people who are just here um as a social like idea I too i don't believe in yeah, orders li- so
1: yeah i like i well I like the idea of it, too, because it takes out the competition between uh, American citizens and immigrants. So even though, like we said on on the other show, um, we still have to talk about the anti blackness and the immigrant community. But we def But it definitely um, takes out the initial the biggest issue for black Americans, which is the competition of wages and it pushing down our um, Pushing down our employment numbers.
2: Yeah, if everybody's okay. guaranteed a job, then then you don't have to worry about all that stuff. Because yeah, that's why I like it. You know. Yeah, I yeah.
1: Well, I, you
2: know, yeah I, okay, I'm going to be the asshole. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> Every other country uh, prioritizes their citizens when it comes to employment. Right. That's why we have the the visa program. It's why we have. That's why we have uh, the work permits program. Different types of work permits programs because citizens are supposed to be prioritized in. When it comes to employment, it is what it is that's why we have the e verify system to assure that you have a social security number, meaning that you have some sort of status in this country. Right and that's to my mind that is okay I know some people don't think we should have borders, but if everybody else is going to do it. We shouldn't be the only ones not doing it, because that means everybody's going to flood in here to get jobs, these, these new $25 an hour jobs that us as black folks been waiting 400 years for right well and obviously we're never going to be that. prioritized
2: let me ask mm-hmm. you a question about that then if everybody's mm-hmm. guaranteed a job what difference does it make well it's it like it, you got to compete for the job you know I mean? but it's but it's a type
3: of job right so am i going to be Well, oh, that's a the, different
1: conversation though
3: yeah now, no now but, but it's be
1: something that we should be addressing in reparations we want we should be no, wanting no. a certain percentage we want quotas.
3: we should bring back quotas yeah I, yeah a, I, I
1: feel like that's a different negotiation
3: like for instance like for instance if if there's a let's say we're 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 building a park mm-hmm. right am i digging ditches or am i managing that process Right? am i or or am i um am i gonna be okay we're gonna we're gonna build a new facility am i gonna be sweeping floors or am i gonna be managing or am i gonna be a manager somewhere mm-hmm. Right? Because we always get pressed down to those those service <coughs> dirty hands jobs, right? And bringing more people into this country that have who 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 are given equal priority, which means we automatically become lesser priority.
2: You well, see what I, I mean? A, I got a solution to answer that question for you. Mm-hmm. But maybe we can get to that later on the show. Okay, cool. I'm just saying, I I, I have I, an answer for you, man. I, I, yeah. I definitely know how to resolve that problem. Okay, let's talk about
3: that. All right, let's go. You want to hear it? Yeah. we're yeah, yeah, Ready? Right, yeah. I. I, I, I don't.
2: Did you want to do it now, Sam? Or okay go ahead doc go do your thing all right yeah man here's here's the solution dude like for example if if uh if we're guaranteed a job right okay and we're guaranteed a certain wage and this goes a little bit to like nationalization of the workforce as well where the boss isn't the one that's paying you but some other source is coming from a public source uh where you're where you're getting your money you know it you take the job that that's commensurate not only with your skills like the the skills that you have and I, I guarantee you you don't have the dig and ditch skills. I guarantee that belongs to some, you know, dude who doesn't know how to read, who comes from a third world country uh, is just, you know, just into the country brand new. Uh, you know, y- you you have all these skills just by, by virtue of being an American and having, you know, an education in the public school system. You know how to read, you know, to some degree, project planning, you know, all this stuff. And those skills then lead you to to this other thing, but it's not the employer that's making the decision. It's you, you going into the jobs that you're fit for, that you're, that you're skilled at, you know, where your skills are utilized in a way where they're most efficiently uh, employed. And also it has to do with like, for example, if I know I'm going to get $25 an hour, no matter what I do and say, I don't need $25 an hour. So say I need, you know, a, a job that lets me work, you know, only four hours a day instead of eight hours a day, I might take the harder job, which is actually compensated at a higher rate than the easier job, which is, you know, sitting around and telling people what to do. You know, we know the bosses don't actually swing any of the shovels or, or, or lay any of the bricks. And they may spend eight hours being a boss, whereas the ditch digger may only spend four hours or two hours at labor. And if I want the job where I only work two hours, I'm still going to get the same amount of money as the boss with the federal jobs guarantee, but I'm only going to put in two hours worth of the labor. Then those jobs will just be filled with people that want to work two hours. And those people who have eight hours to put in and want to spend that time will take the, take the less physically uh, active jobs, maybe the more um, higher skilled, you know, higher tech or, or, or uh, more experienced positions. And those people who just, you know, want to do just the grunt work for two hours, they'll still get the same amount of money, you know, it won't make a difference. It won't change your paycheck at the end of the day, but I'm going to be working less hours doing more grueling labor. And so those jobs will be filled more more or less by volunteers rather than, you know, some boss telling you, okay, MG, you're on uh, ditch digging duty today. Sorry. We just, we got some dude from East India here who's a doctor that we want to have overseeing the project. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
2: Here, here's my concern doc right because
3: because of the way our education system works, there are a good chunk of young black men, especially young black men are reading below grade level right now right so and when when things start to happen. If we don't prioritize people who have been underserved, so to speak, right, mm-hmm. especially those who have been here underserved right because a lot of countries have free education right they yep. are getting free education up till up till four years of college or up until you get a, a college level degree or equivalent, or to be here the equivalent of. And then they come here with all these skills coming out of a better education system. Uh, co- and they get they hit the ground here. And we already know this country doesn't want to do shit for us anyway. It's only a matter of time, Doc. I mean, maybe maybe because I'm a kind of a pessimist when it comes to this stuff, it's only a matter of the time before we're digging ditches not so
1: voluntarily. Yeah.
4: Okay, so I, I'd like I, to jump.
1: Bill, I, I'm sorry, Doc. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I feel like you're not being imaginative, MG. Right. So when I think of the Federal Jobs Guarantee, I think of like the New Deal, where they were also funding writers. They were funding people to um, to make films. Sorry, I'm checking my dogs. My dogs are annoying. Um, make films. They were paying people to do all forms of things. You know, go. So when you start talking about well, we will be the ditch diggers, if you don't want to be a ditch digger, you can quit that job and go get a different job because they have to give you a job. So you can go read to old people at the nursing home or like you have to be more imaginative because jobs will start to be created for social welfare as well. Whereas right now, a lot of stuff is just kind of for basic necessity. You understand what I'm saying? I just feel like you're you're thinking like, you're thinking like we're gonna have a federal jobs guarantee and, and work And jobs are going to stay the way they are now. No, they're going to evolve. And the thing about it is we have to overhaul the education system anyways, because we're going to have to train the next generation to be the best and the rightest, because we have fucked off a lot of generations. And yes, some people are going to want to learn and go into new fields. And those people will do that. But a lot of people aren't going to want to train or be, have the capacity to train for those new jobs, but we're gonna. Ha- but do do you see what I'm saying? Am I am I is it? Is it- yeah, but uh, yeah, but I think,
4: ahead,
3: but but I think we're going. We're we're assuming that America is going to redefine what we call what what have we been?
1: Well, that's the taught whole to think is work, the, right? But so, that would, but for us to get the federal jobs guarantee, we're going to have to redefine what we think of as work because the but,
3: whole. But I think, but I, I, because I, to me, before. Before I understood the jobs guarantee better, I assumed that it would have to be attached to some sort of public works thing, like you're doing, right, uh, or like you're talking about, or some sort of or rebuilding our infrastructure, because that's decades of work and millions of jobs, right? So that that sort of thing has to be done, right? So if we real, because I'm in the, I'm in a realm of thinking we're rebuilding infrastructure and things like that, right? And those are the spaces we're being pushed out of.
1: That's just one thing. That's just no, one thing. Though.
3: But it's not just one thing. I mean, when we talk about rebuilding infrastructure, we talk about construction, we talk about planning, we're talking about all kinds of stuff that goes but, into but, that. But if we research start, and development. If we
1: start, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying, but if we start if we start if we start getting serious about climate change and mm-hmm. we actually start rebuilding cities and building new cities because we know we're going to have to relocate certain people because of
4: Give me a second. I'm hearing a bunch of noise in the house. What's going on. Well, yeah. can I jump in real quick? Go ahead, man. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, oh, with the idea of jobs, like the whole concept of our jobs changing, coupling that with like racial quotas based on the reparations, um, I do think that we could like alleviate some of this issue, but I I also think that we can't jump into like, like an open borders type of situation right away with this. Like it might take some time where we start off where we're just doing it with four citizens. And then maybe 10, 20 years later, we get to the point where we're doing it for all residents. But I, I think that, um, yeah, we can't like, MG, what MG is saying is not totally off base. Like we can't just jump right into that because then it's just going to be a free for all. Honestly, like there has to be like some limits on it at first, okay. so that so that uh, a lot of people who are here currently and are behind can catch up, and then maybe we could do something like that. All right,
1: go ahead, Doc. Your turn. You're up. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say that I don't. I don't, you know, I don't think that you have to have a all residents type of job guarantee to start with. I I think that in this case, you know, if there's, there, there wouldn't be competition if you had something like nationalization of the workforce, you know, where, you know, the, it wasn't the employer paying you, it was the nation. It was a single payer, like a, almost like a Medicare situation or something. But the, the money for that nationalization workforce came from an employer paying a tax to hire workers, basically from the federal government, and the government paying your wages, um, and you wouldn't have the competition then with foreign workers of, of people buying you know cheaper labor or whatever from overseas and bringing them to this country with a visa. Uh, it doesn't have to be that first, you know. So like what Mud is saying, you know, it would be it would take a little time, maybe. You know, I could totally see that. I could see see how this would work with that. i I was just asking the question. Like, why, no. why would we worry about competition if there was a guarantee for the job? That's all.
4: Well, I think what MG is talking about is not necessarily like pay, but like the quality of the job, like who would have yes. on the quality of, like the mm-hmm. type sure. of work. And um, right now, uh, you know, for um, skilled labor, um, you, know, uh, you know, a lot of American citizens are just behind. And I think the issue would be, like, okay, we need to allow those people time to catch up, to develop skills based on our educational system changing and you know so forth and yeah. so forth.
2: Yeah, and that makes total sense, but I think that we would have to have an overarching like socialist program in order to address all of these things all at once. Otherwise we're gonna be talking about this for the next 50 years. And I, One thing I don't think we see is a federal jobs guarantee that's in any way workable on the horizon. So at this point, we're, you know, we're just having a conversation about it anyway. Yeah, of course, of course.
3: Yeah, I'm just saying, I, you know, I guess I, I, for me, for me, I, cause, cause, uh, I, I agree that I'm seeing this from a pedestrian point of view, right? I haven't, I haven't done studies into this, but I just see, I just know how we've been treated anytime does the country move forward. Right. And if we don't have, uh, things put in place to protect us, we're going to be left behind again. That's, that's all I'm
2: saying. And it absolutely makes sense that that should be like the primary concern, you know, uh, if, if that's something you're really, you know, concerned about and it's going to take steps to get there. I mean, for me, uh, you know, I, I have advantages because I'm a white man, of course, but, and I have advantages because I'm really well-educated, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I took all my education and became a bus driver with it. You know, it's like one, it's like a pretty unskilled job that requires me to you know, turn a wheel on a vehicle that I've been doing since I was 16 years old. I could literally have done this without getting a high school diploma. Yeah, my dad was a bus driver. Yeah, and there's no, pro- there's no shame in that. I mean, the job needs to be done, you know, but I think with a No shame job, at all. The federal jobs guarantee would guarantee me a, a living for doing something like that if I couldn't get a better job, that's all.
1: My next question was, Doc, what so um so we introduced what a federal jobs guarantee is. And then uh, my next question was for you, you know, how would what what way would you like to see it implemented?
2: Well, if I w- are you mean, if I was a dictator and just no I dog,
1: if if, <laughs> if you were helping people form policy that would work for the country.
2: <laughs> oh, are we talking about, are we talking about realism thought? or are we talking about idealism here? are we talking about like what's we're talking about
1: idealism about? we're talking okay. about idealism right. we're literally trying to put ideas into the world because yeah. you know we got to start fantastical because if we don't start fantastical these idiots going to start real they already going to start small when they steal from us so we sure. got to make sure it's really big
2: let's let's shoot for the moon man i i've used yes. the term nationalization of the labor force a number of times and when i mean nationalization of the labor force what i mean is that everybody becomes an employee of the federal government and the reason it the reason that works, in my opinion, is that if you become an employee of the federal government, the federal government merely passes labor law and they don't have to worry about enforcing it on all these stupid employers who, who decide, oh, I don't want to pay my worker, you know, what their labor is worth. In order to utilize the labor from the federal government, then the employer simply pays a tax. To the federal government, the federal government, you know, assigns people to the job with that comes with the federal jobs guarantee. Everybody gets a job. And if you don't have a job, if you live in, like, for example, if you live in, in I don't know, Ames, Iowa, for example, and there are, let's say 5,000 jobs available, and there are 7,500 people looking for those jobs. The 2,500 people that don't find a job with the federal jobs guarantee get put, to work somewhere, or they get held in a pool until they until a job comes open for them. But at, at no time do you lose your income, whether or not there's an employee an employer to hire you. And I think this is really important, simply because of the fact that my my living my way of paying my bills and paying my rent and paying for food and paying for my kids to, to grow up and everything like that this is all concern that everybody across the whole country has it doesn't matter you know where you're at what part of the country you are everybody's concerned about these things you know it should not depend on the ability of some employer to make money off of my labor and the fact that it does we have a we have a society right now where the where the welfare and the well-being of a dude who works at mcdonald's depends on mcdonald's profitability and if mcdonald's wants to make more profit they cut their labor costs you know i, w- I was just at i don't know if i want to go on this tangent but i was just at taco bell the other day trying to get some lunch and the taco bell lobby was closed and i i started thinking about that i'm like what the hell does that mean that means they don't have enough people to staff their restaurant to keep their lobby open and serve food inside their lobby Now i was on the bus i was at work i was trying to get lunch at work and they don't have enough. They don't pay their workers enough to actually attract more people to get enough people to staff their lobby. So what they do is they make their skeleton crew of thirty uh, percent a, a full staff do one hundred percent of the work at the store through the drive-through, and basically they pocket all the rest of the money. And that should that's wrong. And so I think nationalization of the workforce would solve a lot of that problem.
1: Okay, so I have a question because I'm asking you a question that my friend asked me. And you answered it, but I'm still gonna ask it because if she had it, somebody who's listening will have it. So, you know, being that we're always trying to fight for more rights and stuff, how does that work if you work for the government?
2: If you already work, work? if you already work for the government, well,
1: no, 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 like, so say there's a federal jobs guarantee, right, but you want to like protest for better conditions, or, you know, black people are always doing, we are always fighting for a better position in this country, how will that affect you in your job position, being that you're working for the government,
2: Well, now with the
1: federal jobs guarantee?
2: I would say that you don't lose any of your other rights. You don't lose your right to free speech. You don't lose your right to anything else just because you're a worker for the government. And as a matter of fact, you know, the, some of the strongest unions in this country are public workers unions, public servant unions. So people that work for the IRS, for example, have a union. And if they got a problem with what the government's doing, they can still take it up through the union and they don't lose any of their rights to protest against the government and the way the things the government's doing, like the stupid policies the government does or the illegal policies just because they happen to work for the IRS. They don't lose their job that way. They have job protection and it would come through like a federal jobs guarantee. You have a job protection, even if you are simply employed, Uh, you're paid by the government, but you are employed at some place like McDonald's or whatever.
4: Well, to to that point, um, wouldn't the option of the private sector be something that would keep the government honest? Like, isn't that something that keeps the government honest As far as how to treat its employees, because the employees have an option to go somewhere else versus if the government is the sole employer. We can only deal with the government.
2: Well, I I think that if you start playing the private sector off against the government, the worker is the one that's going to lose. The private sector never does anything unless they can make money from it. And so that means they never employ people unless they make money from it. And so the only way they would do that is if they were like trying to avoid their taxes by employing workers under the table, and at the end of the day, it's sort of a black market situation where, you know, you'd have you know an illicit sort of employment going on, and I think the worker would not have the option for the private sector to do that because it would be illegal for the employer to hire that worker. You understand? So the you. <laughs> I mean, as a worker, you want more money, and you won't get as much money if you go to the private sector, because the private sector will be paying more to hire you illegally than it would be to pay the tax to hire you the legal way.
3: But, but Doc, wouldn't it, because well, now, if everybody's got, is now making $25 an hour, demand on goods would would, would shoot through the roof, Right. So if if these the job guarantee is available so that means there's going to be more demand meaning that that there's space for these companies to to create more and have higher profits and maybe compete with the government for for labor even at those rates. Does that makes does that make sense that question makes sense or that well, statement makes sense?
2: Yeah and and you know if you take the liberal mindset, and I don't mean liberal like we have in the United States, I mean liberal like in political theory, if you take the liberal mindset, then more competition for labor is better. Right now, the, the employers- Yeah, yeah that's what I'm operate, saying, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, you, what I'm, I'm I'm giving you the, you know, 100% all or nothing type of thing. You know, there, there there's also policy that's in the middle, sort of in the middle where, you know, you do have that competition between the private sector- I was just gonna ask a government. question.
1: I was yeah. just about to ask that question. I was about to say, okay. So I was about to say, so um, one way that I've been talking about things, you know, just as an idea, you know, just throwing it out there. I'd like to know your thoughts. So, um, cause I do believe that all the money should come through the federal government. And like you're saying, you're saying you would still work at a place, just the government would be the person who pays you. Right. So, so like if, yeah, the if, government
2: would write your checks. That's right. we
1: write your checks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically if communities got together right and actually we're like these are the projects that we need for our community then the government could fund those projects as well as people could create product create maybe businesses or yeah create businesses maybe co- some people could create co-ops in those cities to um to create jobs and to pro- to produce the needs I guess for sorry am I saying that produce the goods and services that people will need in that community thank you sorry my brain just yeah I mean
2: the way I see it is like there's like there's some things that we need like we need we all need food we all need houses we all need good roads (laughs) and good schools and we all need good medicine we need you know all this we have some things that we need And then we have some things that we want like TVs, you know, cars, cell phones, whatever. There's no reason that the government should be in the business of making a television set. There's no reason for that. That doesn't make any sense at all in my brain. And I'm a socialist. I've been a socialist my entire life. There's no reason that the government should be in the business of making playstations. And so there would still be a place for the private sector to, to do this, but the, you know, if you wanted to have competition for, for wages or whatever, as long as it benefits the worker, because the, the private sector is only going to do something that they can profit from. And, you know, we know that they don't provide services, even though those services are really, really highly needed. Like, for example, I was just talking about this the other day, the COVID vaccine, the private sector wasn't going to develop the private, the COVID COVID vaccine, unless the government offered to pay for it. And the government has paid for it underwritten, you know, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson stock for, you know, the next thousand years, because the government bought all that stuff. And paid for all the research and development of that vaccine. Th- those companies weren't going to do it, you know, without government uh, government investment. And so, if the government can offer a, 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 like McDonald's or whatever, a cheaper way of managing its its human resources, so it didn't act, it could get rid of human resources and just pass that off to the government, well, you'd create a number of jobs within the government just from human resources. But at the same time, you know, McDonald's would just then focus on their profits. And they wouldn't worry about paying wage. They wouldn't worry about what their labor costs because that was on something else. They just paid the tax and that's it. you know. But I could easily see how people in communities could set up a co-op to provide food for people and to create jobs and to create the things that people need to live their life without having to go to this big federal government situation or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's all kinds of shades to this. You know, <laughs>
1: Because if you think about it, there's so many things that are needed in the community, right? Like daycares, daycares are needed in the community. Um, there's just, you, like I said, reading to the elderly, wellness checks, like those the, are just basic think, simple things. Mm-hmm.
2: I think the most important thing is that I shouldn't have to worry about losing my ability to feed my kids if I lose exactly. my job. And I don't know how, you know, however we get to that, the, the federal jobs guarantee is one way. The nationalization of the labor force is another way. There's probably a bunch of different ways we're not even thinking of, but you know, just that should be the goal. That people should not have to suffer and starve because some company wants to make more money and therefore cut its labor force. It shouldn't. My my living should not be determined in some boardroom in some faraway place uh, who are only concerned about the you know return on investment for shareholders. That should not be the thing that governs the quality of my life. And so, you know, nationalization of labor force is one way to deal with that.
1: You guys got anything?
3: No, I, I'm just I'm just trying to figure, figure out. I, I'm, I'm thinking because for the jobs guarantee always, uh, um, I guess, without the nationalization of, of the labor force, would finally be an upward pressure on wages, right? Because we've got all this downward pressure on wages, um, and that's you know that's what's been going on. I guess at, at least since the '60s or '70s, there's all this downward pressure on 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 wages, whether it's deindustrialization or whatever else. And the federal government would now be a um, what do they what do they call the employer of last resort? Um, but but if you add the nationalization of labor but then we take the labor cost off of the corporation so they can increase profit uh, well i guess if the worker gets a better deal i guess at the end of the day yeah like I, I,
2: I believe that we ought to decouple the interest of the worker and the interest of the employer i think that those things ought to be decoupled mm-hmm. and the, you know the benefit and the lifestyle of the worker should have nothing to do with who their boss is you know and also you know if i don't have a job because you know let's face it there were millions and millions and millions of people over these last two years that have been going you know, entirely un- or underemployed not through their own doing or anything like that but just because some company decided to make more money or not bring them back or whatever the case may be you know if we decouple the interest in the lifestyle of the of the worker from the um from the profitability of the boss then the, prof, then the boss can make as much money. And, you know, with all this money, you know, there's more going to be more demand. There's going to be more money coming into the system. The McDonald's is going to make more money on, on hamburgers. They're going to have more money to pay taxes. They're going to be able to hire more workers. And so at the end of the day, you know, that's one way to, to fulfill the federal jobs guarantee is by putting more money into the system. And, you know, as long as the workers get, get a better deal, you know, as long as the workers share in the prosperity of this incredibly wealthy society, I think that people would be happy with that. Right now, they're not. Okay, cool.
4: That's what we're here for. for learning. Well, Doc. No, um, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, please go, man.
4: No, I just wanted to, like, kind of get an understanding of, like, all right. So the government would be in charge of job creation, but how? How exactly? With that be initiated would that be something like that would happen on a local level and then it, like some type of like state agencies send something to the feds to you know a request to meet certain needs and then the feds like how can you kind of go okay. through sure
2: that sure. type of process okay, so in the in the public in the public side of it the way i see it is the federal government gets rid of federal contracts right now i don't know how much it is we pay but it's like whatever the, whatever the amount of individual private welfare that's paid out in this country, like food stamps or uh, Medicaid or, you know, housing assistance or anything like that, like direct aid, the federal government pays twice as much money out in corporate welfare. So like tax breaks to Walmart, you know, uh, direct buying of airplanes from defense industries and things like that. Twice the amount of money for individual welfare goes out to corporate welfare in this country. And a lot of that goes into the private sector in the form of like making contracts with these different different groups of people to feed troops in Iraq. You know, they hired some company that would go out there and provide meals for troops in Iraq. If we bring a lot of that stuff back in-house, the federal government could save the amount of money because even if the cost is exactly the same to the federal government as to the private sector, the private sector still charges a bit of profit on top of that. So the federal government will save money just by bringing all that stuff that they contract back in the house. And that'll free up all these other companies to either die, as, as they probably should, in many cases, or to move on to some other you know form of of economic activity, which you know they probably should. Uh, but at the same time, the uh, the federal government would, in terms of staffing, they wouldn't necessarily be involved in job creation except for the, through the expansion of the public sector so they would create parks or build roads you know all the infrastructure stuff that mg was talking about they would do all the reading to elderly folks and they'd go out and vaccinate communities like sam was talking about and i mean they would be creating jobs in that that area but as far as the private sector is concerned you would still if i wanted to go get a job at mcdonald's like say i really wanted to flip burgers for a living and you know that's really what i just dreamed about doing for the last 15 years And I was waiting until I was just old enough to start flipping burgers at McDonald's. I'd go to McDonald's and I'd say, okay, I want a job. And McDonald's would say, okay, well, we're going to go through the hiring process and everything like that. And and we'll see if you're, you know, whatever. You'll get a job at McDonald's and they'll simply pay, you know, you go through the whole like hiring process. They'll simply pay the tax for you for a year. So whatever that tax is, you know, however much they would pay you as a burger flipper, either plus or minus some amount as set by the federal government, they'd pay that tax to the federal government. And then the federal government would get the notice that you've been employed there at McDonald's and they'd start sending you paychecks every two weeks or every one week or whatever the, whatever the term is. And they'd have the amount of money from McDonald's for you that year. Uh, and you know, if you got fired after six months, whatever, the federal government would re- reimburse some part of their taxes. The federal government does that all the time. You know, It's not a big deal. We could use all of the same mechanisms that we have available to us right now without changing or creating a whole new bureaucracy or anything like that. The only difference is who's, who pays you, you know? So your your boss wouldn't be the federal government. Your boss wouldn't be the president. Your boss would be the manager at the McDonald's store or whatever, same as it is right now. The difference is in who pays you. Does that answer your question? I think that's, I think that's yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Hey, I'd like to say something on the, on the, the contracting, right? The, the defense contracting. That was a, that started when they started um, I guess that started happening under Clinton. I guess it was, or was it Reagan? In any event, when we started shrinking the shrinking the military, there was still work that needed to be done. Right, so instead of paying, um, paying, uh, U.S. Uh, Instead of paying uh, federal workers to do the work, they decided to go with contractors so to save money in the long term, meaning you don't have to add money to, you don't have to spend money on their retirement, you don't have to have all this long term care for these people. So basically these contractors were, contractors became more like prostitutes. I'll pay you a lot of money right now to go away you know what I mean I got what I wanted now go away I don't have to care about your your long-term care your elder care I don't have to wipe your ass when we get old <laughs> so we can so well, the, basically so basically that's what you know That that's that was the that was the re that was the reasoning back then yeah. right well that was the reason they they told us back then but I'm sure somebody along the line especially those those folks who had those larger companies the, the dynacores of the world I'm sure they saw this they sure they I'm sure they knew that they can make trillions off of this defense spending uh as contractors and 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 fuck everybody else.
2: Yeah. And it's true that, you know, I, I gotta tell you, man, the worker at, at you know um, Lockheed Martin or whatever mm-hmm. makes one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year to make an airplane, whereas mm-hmm. a worker for the military makes thirty five thousand dollars. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you do the math over twenty years, that's a mm-hmm that's a lot more money than they'd be paying in pensions. And, absolutely. And, absolutely. And so it's, it's, it's an effort mm-hmm. to dump public money into the private sector and that's really, mm-hmm. you know, paying off donors. Yeah. That's what it's about.
3: And then, and the only downside to those folks on uh, uh, Lockheed Martin is that when you get fired, you're fired. You know what I mean? It's over, right? With yeah. the federal government, it's a different, it's a different story. Yeah. And that's yeah.
2: true. But I mean, even with the pensions, even out of that, end, uh, over 20 years, you mm-hmm. know, you're losing five, five, six of the amount of money that you're dumping into Lockheed Martin. That yeah, can be the pensions. In. And the pensions would be guaranteed as opposed to mm-hmm. Lockheed Martin, where they can easily be sold off, like, you know, at so many companies around the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of consolidation going on in those spaces. Yeah, absolutely. Back to you, Sam.
1: Oh no, I'm good. Y'all got anything else for, uh, for this?
3: No, I think we spread a lot. We spread a lot of fertilizer here. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of thought. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of growth of thought here.
0: Lots a lot of warm air going on yeah.
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, we, I think we've done a pretty good job here. Sam, what you think? I,
1: no, I do. I think it's a good, I think it's a good intro, right? And then I found a, and then, you know, I'll throw in, I'll throw in a little, a few little videos at the end so people can get more information and we're just going to keep growing because this is the thing, right, like we know that you know, either federal jobs guarantee or nationalizing the, um, the, gov- the workforce for the government, however we do it, we know it's something that needs to be done because we need to get Americans where they can, like Doc keeps saying, be able to take care of themselves and their families and not put people in desperate situations. Like we talk about, okay, so we talk about that as just in, like, it, yes, it's good that people can feed themselves and their family, but everybody on this panel knows what else happens when people can feed themselves and their families. Crime goes down.
2: Yeah. Well, also, you know, like productivity goes up, you know, when you don't have to worry about that stuff, you know, you're more productive at your work. You know, you actually have more time to do things that you like to do, like write poetry or do painting or make music or whatever the else the case may be. You actually have more time and energy to do that. I mean, you don't have to worry about all that stuff. And I think that that's a net benefit right there. You know, to work, even if their wages don't actually go up, knowing that they're not going to lose their job or their health care, yeah. you know, takes a load off of people's mind, you know?
1: But it's stability. It's true stability. Yeah.
2: And you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm a white guy, of course. I'm not talking for the black community, but it seems like that sounds like something that, you know, poor people, black people and white people would just love to have a little bit of stability and a breathing space
1: Yeah,
2: that we don't have right now
1: we're going to keep, I said, I, I want to keep having these kind of conversations. I like this conversation because of, um, I like this one because I feel like MG, you asked a lot of questions that people going to be saying. So I think it was good. So I'm excited about this one, y'all. And uh, thank everybody for listening. Doc, I appreciate you giving me your time. And I'm glad I didn't have to take up too, too much of your time. So you might like doing these little side things with us more than being on Oh, yeah. <laughs> you on know, the longer one we've yeah. been having marathons
2: i'm gonna be <laughs> recording another show tonight so
1: <laughs> oh lord well i'm glad that we kept it kind of short for right you
2: on. Right on. thank you very much
4: I and i
1: appreciate you, you.
0: Join us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Reset Race Network.
1: I need to plug in my thing. We we were talking about how that report came out, talking about how they've misclassified like half of the police killings of black people. Well, not black people, black men, pretty much, because it's mainly men there's a sprinkle of women in there. So we were just talking about that and it was a really good conversation. But like I said, we just went down a bunch of rabbit holes because there's so much, there's so much evidence of it happening over the years. It's not like we didn't know. It's just. Right.
2: Yeah. It's always pretty much like every time, you know, even when I was a kid, there was problems with that.
4: Mm -hmm. You know,
2: I was, I was probably what, was it 92 so i was what 16 years old when when rodney king went down mm. and there was stuff before that too that you know that when they would like show up in la you might have even like heard about this where they would show up in la and they had like a tank that had a battering ram on the front of it
1: mm. and they
2: knocked down someone's whole house and they just like this, they drove the tank through their house. This was like in, in either Watts or something. Let me yeah, it's that uh, those
3: tanks started in L.A. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was like under under that that idiot who was their police chief. They drove that fucking tank through somebody's house in at like two o'clock in the morning. And it turns out that the house they were looking for was right next to it. Oh no! So they they literally just destroyed someone's house with the people in it. Yeah, that kind of wow. shit has been going on my entire life, at least. And then
1: they, when they blew up that house with the fire, they blew up like a neighborhood because they set off fireworks.
2: Yeah, right, in in Philadelphia?
1: Yeah, that was recent.
2: Yeah, that, well, that was a while ago, actually. That was like- you, You're thinking summer. about MOVE. You're thinking yeah. about no, MOVE. No, 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 yeah. no, not oh, no not Doc, Doc's thinking about MOVE. You're no, thinking no, you no, think
1: about they, something in LA. No, 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 no. They literally blew up a bunch of fireworks in an LA neighborhood. The police, no. made, they detonated them because they didn't want to transport them. So they blew them up like in the neighborhood and it damaged people's property.
2: Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Is that more, that's more recent. That's
4: That's more more recent. recent. That's what happened this year.
0: In the reset race, you now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You're listening to reset race, you now tuned in the reset race. What? Put them the back on the grill again. We grilling them, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, grill grilling them <laughs> <annoying." Damn>. back. <laughs> In the reset race, Ados need reparations to make America great. Uh, You're tuned in the reset race, we no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No, you're listening to reset race. We focused on our justice claim, we know what is at stake. Uh. You're tuned in to Reset Race. You find out who really felt justice and really who we fake. the edge, go back to U.S. Southern plantations. Penny is Jim Crow and mass incarceration. Redlining lynchings, we are old from this nation. you not about justice if you ain't for reparations. MG the wise one, cousin mother intellectuals. Samantha bringing fire, anti-black repressing you. No permanent friends and no permanent enemies. The backbone of the country, the way you need our energy. Go on, see, listening to Reset Race. You now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You listen in the reset race. You now tuned in the reset race. Uh. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Back on the grill again. We grilling <laughs> them. Grill you're listening to reset race. Ados need reparations to make America make great. America great. Uh, you're tuned in the reset race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to reset race. Before we focused on our justice plan. We know what is at stake. Uh, you're tuned in the reset race. You'll find out we're really about justice and really who fake. Uh, uh, uh. Until you do right by me, everything you think about is gonna crumble.
4: Negroes should do whatever is necessary to bring about a complete solution to their problem. If it, uh, When I say whatever is necessary, whatever is necessary. They should have the flexibility to do whatever is necessary to solve the problem.
0: at www.patreon.com forward slash Reset Race Network.